from the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. Here we go. It's another edition of Inside Texas High School Soccer, episode 11. I am your host, Hector Cano, along with my lovely co-host, Coach uh, Coach Rafa Casarena. Coach, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing. No, uh, we weren't supposed to wear the same color, man. I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess we didn't. Uh, I don't know. We didn't. You didn't read the memo. I didn't know. So, so in it's case you're Portugal wondering, maroon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, mine was uh, in honor of. Uh, uh, a tribute to my alma mater who uh, who won today so right so a little uh, little shout out to them later all right so awesome but hey I, I dig the portugal i dig the portugal colors though so awesome so welcome uh hey we got a a busy show we got a lot to to get to uh, but before we do that let us remind you that we are powered by our proud partners college promoters usa they are america's premier college prep program program and high school student athlete marketing service since 1997 Located locally here in the San Antonio area, you can find them in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center. You can also find them on social media on Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. And you can also get more information on what they're about and the many cool things they're doing on, at their website at collegepromotersusa.com. Well, day two in the books. Uh, crazy day. Where uh, Before we begin, we're going to start a little different today, but before we do that, general thoughts on today um some I, I guess not so much of this as far as well the surprise as far as like the 4 final which Juana will get into I was a little shocked at how it ended and um some good matchups in the morning you know some teams going toe-to-toe and then the as far as the nightcap with the boys right um some some you know tight Tight, big, uh, tight games in the first half, and then you know, some of the favorites starting to pull away, and that's in the second half. And that's what this kind of what we saw today. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, the interesting thing. Interesting thing about today, my general thought is, I don't know. Like you would have to kind of, I don't know. Maybe it was our first game of the day to to maybe say what was our actual match of the day, right? Uh, maybe it was. Uh, Smith Valley and Grapevine, right? How that played out. That was the one <clears throat> that was, even though we had one other match that was decided by, uh, by a goal. Um, that was, that one went to, you know, to overtime, double, double OT. And, uh, but yeah, I, I guess that was the big thing is there was no clear cut runaway winner with the match of the day, kind of like how maybe we, <laughs> we were anticipating. Right. So, um, so yeah, that, those were just kind of my general thoughts on the day. Of course, we're going to dive into the, all of that. Uh, but we're going to start off a little different. So obviously, the we crowned a uh, state champion today in uh, in Salina. The uh, Salina Lady Bobcats took care of business in historic fashion as they uh, as they defeated Stephenville Honeybees eight to one in the four A girls final. And uh, you know there was some mixed thoughts in terms of hey, was this the actual? You know, was this the true? Was this going to give us the top two teams in four A? Some people, there were different schools of thought. Some people thought that the actual true final took place yesterday between them and Bernie. 
So there was different, you know, there was I not mixed emotions, but just different schools of thought going into today's final. And uh, but, you know, I, I think if anybody told you, yes, we know how talented Salina is, but we also know that that's a talented Stephenville squad. And no, I don't think anybody would have predicted that it would have <laughs> played out quite the way it did. Um, thoughts on so Salina wins it uh, eight to one. You know, Lexi tweet. She's it, it was basically it was the Lexi tweet. The Lexi tweet show ultimately is what it was, but kudos to all her teammates as well. Um, they just said multiple, and I'll let you break that down a little bit more, Coach, because I know her te- it wasn't just her, her teammates. It was just multiple, you know, multiple records set in this match. And, of course, Lexi Tweet uh, wins the uh, wins the 4A girls MVP. She's awarded the MVP as well, as uh, rightfully so. Uh, but your thoughts, and she also had the record for, walks away with the record for most goals in a match at, a, at the UIL State Tournament with five. So um, thoughts on this match, Coach? I, you know, going in, like I said, you had two undefeated teams. You know, Stephenville rolled over, you know, against Lumberton. So you're probably thinking, you know, this is going to be a pretty even matchup. Um, you know, Salina, you know, they, they got by Bernie. You know, Bernie give, you know, I think Bernie's probably the one that kind of kept them below, you know, below three goals. Right. And, and, and then, they, they, and I, I know I read some comments about that. Supposedly that was the best school the best uh, uh game they've played and so forth but they made some mistakes in the back that bernie like i said they didn't get a chance to take advantage of or they were a step off so i think going into the final they knew that hey we we, we got to play a lot better especially defensively this game because like i said you saw stevenville put four on lumberton and say if they get one in yeah you know this can catch the story and and sure enough you know salina just hit the hit the foot on the gas and and didn't let up and what do you can say about Lexi tweeting you know she she brought out her 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 inner Kareem Benzema on that game scoring three goals in 15 minutes yeah. <laughs> which I don't I wonder if that's a record for high school student I mean the, uh, a hat trick in the in, in the right. most in the in, in 15 minutes you know to score three goals in 15 minutes it could be a state finals record or state record we don't we don't know but Mm-hmm. And like I said, she she didn't let off the gas. Uh, she probably could have scored maybe seven or eight, <laughs> just the way she was like she missed a couple of them. But yeah, you know, for her to score five, you know, just shows the talent that she has. But also kudos to her teammates too. You know, absolutely just getting her the, getting the the ball, but also there's other ones that also put the ball in the net. And there was I think this was a better game for them because it was a complete game. Um, they didn't really just one one lapse on the defense, you know, as far as like a long distance shot. But as far as the, it was pretty much a clean game that they played and they just didn't look back. You know, they, it was already over by halftime. So, you know, they kind of they kind of hit a little bit. They didn't they could have hit the cruise control, but, you know, they, they wanted to make a statement on this game. And they did. And they ended up winning the state championship. One of the few teams of go, you know, undefeated without a blemish you know that's something to say about you know about this program yeah i mean truly historic you know coach coach adams has been there two years and uh, you know he's done an incredible job as obviously and and sometimes when you have that much talent right part of it is is managing it right managing expectations uh keeping everyone focused managing playing time all of those things and you know he's been there two years, two state titles. I mean, what I mean, guy needs he he becomes one of you know his team becomes one of only three teams to ever you know have a perfect season end to end. 
you know, spotless, undefeated, you know, not just unbeaten, but undefeated, no draws, wins a state title. I mean, man, it's, uh, I don't know. I'd be thinking about just hanging them up right now. <laughs> It'd be awfully tough to, to, to beat that. But now congratulations to coach Adam, coach Adams and the lady Bobcats, you know, coach Adams, uh, uh, you know, a multi-time 50, 50 podcast alum. We look forward to having them up, having them join us uh, soon again, to tell us about this journey. Tell us about this trip. You know, I sat down with him back in November, right back in November. And, uh, in at the uh, Tasco convention and true, you know, he, he was as sincere as could be. His biggest concern was, Hey, where are we going to get scoring from? You know, <laughs> you know, at replacing Taylor Strajewski, who's now at Texas tech, where are we going to get that scoring? We're going to re where are we going to replace somebody that, you know, sets the all time single season scoring record and, you know, the all time career record uh, in UIL. And uh, I mean, his team responded, you know, his team responded, they had, I believe it was close to 210 goals scored this season. So unreal, unreal. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to him. Congratulations to his program, his team, the entire Salina community. A phenomenal, phenomenal matchup. You know, some of the some of the records here. So most goals scored in a single game with eight. Most goals scored in a championship game with eight. Most assists. And they sing, these are all state, you know, UIL state soccer championship records for 4A. Uh, most assists in a game six and most assist most assists in a championship game also with six. So just phenomenal stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know anything else. <laughs> I don't know what else there is to add. I mean, there's just a ton, uh, but uh, thoughts on, uh, I don't know, thoughts on how this match played out in terms of just Stephenville. I mean, I think, you know, I think the, the other piece too, we just saw it happened kind of, it happened so quick. And then I think I commented to you, and to uh, to Steve about, I think it was Lexi Tweet's third goal, which was the uh, like the the Maradona, the uh, goal of the century. Yeah, <laughs> just it was unbelievable, um, uh, unbelievable goal. So, um, yeah. So I think it becomes one of those tricky situations where you've just run away from your opponent so early, and then you're kind of, I guess, for lack of better words, kind of cruising, trying to get to the end but still be respectful and still continue to still be respectful to your opponent and compete to the very end. Um, final thoughts on this one, coach. I mean, what do you can say with that, with that, that play she did. I mean, I'm sure it gave like all the England fans nightmares, <laughs> like flashbacks on that play. I mean, she was just phenomenal. I mean, I mean, for her to, you know, the shoes to step in, you know, this season for, you know, for, for you know, especially with the, the leading goal scorer they had last year, she had some big shoes to fill and she she was up for the challenge and she yeah. stepped it up but but also the team too itself you know they had a big target on the back and one thing about here and here's something and if you look at early on the season look at the teams who they played they didn't shy away from anybody they no. you know they played some 6a teams they beat Dallas Ursuline I mean and and handily too and I think that was the only team that scored maybe two goals more, two goal, two goals on them, and everything was a bunch of shutouts. Yeah. So it shows yeah. that the you know you can kind of wonder it's like you know is Salina good enough to even win the five A state title? I mean, right? Can they can they you know you know whoever wins the five A state title love to see play or even even the six A they probably could compete against them and it'd be that'd probably be an awesome game to watch, you know. You know, whoever wins out of those two championships, because you know they just have so much talent there. Now the question is, you know, for next year, can they three peat? And right now, they're probably 
maybe the clear cut favorite, you know, so what they have, you know, they don't just rebuild, they reload and you know, we'll see how, you know, maybe we'll have, some, you know, Stephenville, like I said, they're a great, you know, they won it a few years ago. I'm sure they'll bounce back from this and, and also learn and see what do they need to do to, you know, to get back and also to compete in the, you know, in, in this game. And, you know, I was kind of looking for them to see if they could throw kind of like the first punch as far as goals. I think yeah. if that had happened, I think that would have helped them out. But I think Solano today was not messing around. I think they learned a lot from yesterday's game against Bernie because Bernie, like I said, got them, kept them on their toes. And I think this game, they're like, you know what? We're not going to mess around. We got to do what we need to do. And I think that second half change that they did last yesterday, it just carried on into 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 today, and so we'll see we'll see what they'll do for next year. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, you know, they're going to be challenged, but you know, I, I anticipate them to see them back again in Georgetown in 2024. Yeah, already talks. So I was just like, man, let them enjoy it for 24 hours. We're already talking <laughs> about repeat, right? So, so yeah, so that comes with, and you know, and that comes with a different set of of pressures, expectations, whatever you want to call it. You know, I was, um, I was on the phone, I was on the phone today with, uh, you know, coach strong, Michael strong from, uh, from Bernie. Right. And, uh, you know, the head coach of the, uh, the Bernie Greyhounds, their men's soccer program. And, you know, we were talking a little bit about that and, you know, his boys were up for it. You know how, when we had that conversation with them at the mm-hmm. start of the year, right. They were, they were game, they were ready for it. And, uh, but it still comes with, a heavier load of just of expectations. Um, any anything in the slightest goes wrong, and it's news, right? So, um, so yeah. So you know, Coach Coach Adams. Well, obviously, he has a ton of talent on that roster, but he he will lose some some graduating seniors that are off to play at the next level as well. Um, so yeah, you know, he's, he still has a ton of uh, talent coming back. Uh, but yeah, that uh, that will become the focus. That will inevitably become the question. So, yeah, we look forward. So, again, congratulations, Coach Adams and his Lady Bobcats. So, the Salina Lady Bobcats, they are your 2023 4A girls state champions. And as well, congratulations to the Stephenville Honeybees on a on an exceptional season, right? They, I think it's safe to say that that the, Steven, the Stephenville of old that we knew, right, uh, and their state championship form is, is back, right? So... We, we have no doubt that we'll hear from them again as well. So, all right. So that was actually, so our 4A girls state title matchup was, that was actually our third game of the day, right? So our first match of the day, we're going to kind of work in reverse order. We wanted to highlight the, uh, the four, the final first, since we crowned the state champion, but our first match of the day was kicked off at 9 30 AM. And it was Smithson, Smithson Valley came in at 27 and 0 versus Grapevine Mustangs at 24, three and two. Um, this one was an immediate eye opener just because uh what 29 seconds in boom Smithson Valley takes the lead uh on a great goal uh from uh, Sabrina Tabor and then it was like oh like got everyone's attention right um thoughts on this one coach yeah that that goal I don't know if that's the fastest goal ever scored in a in a state tournament game but that's second what fast, that's what second fastest is what they're saying. Fastest fastest. saying. I mean, that's what and like I mentioned the, last night. I said since in order for Cincinnati Valley to win, they had to had to you know throw the first like I mentioned, throw the first punch and and get a goal and maintain the lead and try to build on part of that because if you you know that Grapevine has the experience being a state finalist from last year, you know they have that bad taste in the mouth not winning it at all, you know because for you know Frisco Wakeland took it away from them last year in that in that overtime game. 
so it was important for them. And they, and they played well in the beginning. They were getting through. They were getting chances. I think they also defended well in some of the, those throw. I think the ones one thing they were kind of concerned about was with those throw-ins, and they were able to defend up quite a few of those. But, you know, I think Grayfine kind of – I think that goal kind of woke him up a bit, and then he's gradually started taking over, taking over the game from there. Yeah, the interesting piece, I'm trying to actually find it here. I had it, uh, oh, where is it, where is it? It's here. So the, so it was Katie Cinco, Katie Cinco Ranch, right? It was uh, Sophie Salvarino. So the, back in 2016, the fastest, so ironically, the fastest and second fastest goals in state tournament history, that team, that team lost, <laughs> right? So that's uh, <laughs> Just some irony. Credit there too. I know that was uh, Mr. Bowtie that dug that one up and shared that one earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so kind of some some irony there, right? Um, but yeah, I think that uh, just interesting. You know, it was it was a battle, and you I think you could tell that uh, late in that in that the second half of that second half, it was you know, Grapevine started to show exercise, show their muscle, right? They were winning. They were beginning to win more, almost every ball. And Smith, Smith, Smith Valley was on their heels at times or just defending more. And you could just tell they were starting to, they were starting to tire. And, uh, and then that goal, you know, they get that Grapevine gets that, that tying goal with, uh, with about 12 minutes left, they go in a double head into overtime Five minutes, uh, five minutes into that first overtime, Grapevine's able to get the, uh, the, uh, the take the lead on on a play that just didn't seem um, didn't seem out of the ordinary, and especially with a very strong defense, uh, uh, Smithson Valley team that defends extremely well, but you just tell that the legs they they were tired, they were gassed, and uh, so yeah, that ends up being the difference in in that one, and uh, you know. What can you say? So, Grapevine advances. Grapevine wins. Wins uh, regional. Or re, here I go again. State semifinal number one, uh, with a score of two to one in double overtime over Smithson Valley. Grapevine advance advances to play in Saturday's state final. Uh, thoughts on Smithson Valley season, Coach? Well, I think going back to the game, I think the key, I think the difference was that whiff on that cross from Smithson Valley, that point blank pass. Inside the box, and the, the, I think the Central Valley Ford whiffed on it. If she connects with that, it's a two-zero game. And maybe we're talking about Central Valley advancing. I, th- I think that that was yeah. that was probably the one that changed everything. Because right after that, the goal was scored. Um, you know, it's you know sometimes you know the soccer gods <laughs> have other plans, and and I'm sure that player, you know. Feel bad for that, you know, player, you know, because that would have probably been the ticket to get to the state tournament into the state final uh, if she makes that. And it was a clear cut, like I said, the goalie was beat on that play. Um, but what, what are you can say about Spencer Valley, you know, it, they had high expectations last year, and you know, they should have made a big run last year in 6A. I know they got knocked off by Westlake, and I, I know it was disappointed there, but this year, you know, they stepped up to the challenge. You know, they were the best team in Region 4, even though that a tough one with that. But that Liberty Hill team in the beginning, but that kind of woke them up, and they started, you know, and then even the the regional final. I know, I know they dominated that game, even though they got they got one, they won one zero, but they were pretty much the most consistent team here in Region mm-hmm. Four. And like I said, and you know, this is their first time getting into the state, so you know, you know, you don't have that experience like Grapevine does, but still, you know, 
but it's a it's, it's a good you know good thing good foundation for that program for even for next year like I said I know they're losing 13 seniors but I think they set the bar high for that for that program and we'll see you know what coach Askins does for next year I know they're in region four there's going to be some other contenders are going to be <laughs> gunning for them but I think they'll still be in the mix you know as far as one of the top programs here not only in the region four but also in the state yeah, no doubt. You know, congratulations to uh, to Coach Coach Atkins and you know his his Lady Rangers. Just a historic season for them, right? They're the deepest run they've ever had. They end the season twenty seven and one. A tough way to you know to lose your first match of the year, right? Is in the state in the state tournament, in the state semifinal. And uh, I know the commentator was even talking about that. How it's historically, you know, Berkelbach has not been very kind, right? has not been very kind to teams that come in undefeated, right? Um, that's just, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know if it's just, if it, if it can that sometimes, sometimes be a jinx, if it's a, you know, a curse, well, what is it, or just the heavy expectations, the burden. But, uh, yeah, I mean, inter not that I think that's the case with Smith and Valley, but, yeah, just, fun, you know, phenomenal program, what he's done there, what he's built there. He's been there for, he's been there, he's been there for a long time. And it's just, it's, it's a machine, you know. Yes, they lose 13 seniors next year. But if there's anybody, you know, I would be putting money on that there's going to be more than just in the mix next year, even though they may be looking at, you know, dare I dare I say a rebuild, right? Um, yeah, I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be there, they're gonna compete, they're gonna contend. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't wanna <laughs> I wouldn't wanna be going against them or betting on them. So or against them, I should say. So yep, yeah, so that was game one, game one on the day, game two, uh, which was our second five eight girls uh, semifinal was between uh, the Georgetown Eagles with the ultimate uh, ultimate home field advantage and uh, and Frisco, the Raccoons. Um, you know, something I wanted to go back to before we dive in is Steve, you know, Steve Sanchez, our team, our 5050 uh, podcast contributor, team member here. He was actually, he was at the matches again today, giving us a lot of insight from the sidelines. And, uh, you know, kudos to Steve, talked about, got to see lots of uh, great soccer today. Lots of quality teams, individual players as well. So thank you to uh, thank you to Steve-O. Uh, Steve, appreciate you, buddy. And uh, look forward to having you back uh, back in the 210 soon. And ho hopefully we can have you on here with us uh, by the end of the week. Um, but, yeah, Georgetown comes in 25-0-4. Frisco, the Raccoons, 22-2-2. This one, in my personal opinion, was a strange one, you know, because – Frisco takes the lead with about 20, I think 29 minutes left to go, left to play uh, in the first half. They're up 1-0, and then it was just – it was a strange one because I, I had to keep going back to the uh, – I, I had to keep – I found myself having to keep going back to the to the scoreboard because it felt at times I thought Frisco was up by more than one, you know. And uh, but yeah, it just it had a had an odd feeling to it at times. Georgetown, you could see what they were trying to piece together. You know, their their goalkeeper in Delion, more than keeping them in the match as well. Um, but they just they just struggled to connect the final passes to get the clean great opportunities versus this Frisco squad. Uh, this was a like a yeah you mentioned an odd game. And, and 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 like I said, I actually picked. Like I said, I, I thought Frisco was going to pull this one out, uh, I, because I, I I really felt more they were more battle tested than Georgetown, especially through the region. I mean, when you got Wake, like I mentioned, you got Wakeland, Reedy, and and Lost Star in your district. You know, that's that, that says something there. And, and 
and then and they finally put it all together in that playoff run. And I'm not saying no put, no, put down on Georgetown because, like I said, they had a great run too, right. and they were undefeated. But I think also being playing at home, you have you have a lot of pressure in front of your fans. Mm-hmm. I think I think Steve mentioned there was a big crowd. I think I even heard the a band the band was playing too. I think they had the school yeah, band. Had the or, drum. They didn't just have a drum line. They had I think like half their band was there. Yeah. So. You know the pre- the pressure was on them. They had to deliver. And Frisco was kind of like, you know, we're at their place. You know, you know, let's just play our game. And they're able to sneak one in, and they really stifled Georgetown. They couldn't really muster any offense. Like you know, you mentioned finishing in the final third. They just couldn't really, because they dominated possession. But they just couldn't really. It's kind of like what happened with Bernie yesterday. You know, you couldn't. They just couldn't finish and get, or they were. A, a step off from finishing in, but I think also the Georgetown yeah, Georgetown keeper she kept them from getting you know it could have been occurred to turn her a route. She made some excellent saves and so forth. So kudos to her, you know, um, you know if there's an MVP in the game, she, you know she was she was it even though they were on the on the losing side of the game. But uh, without her, I think this could have been to like a two three nothing win for Frisco. But yeah, just Georgetown just just couldn't finish and. Kudos to Frisco and Allen in the final, and it's a uh, it's an all de- uh, Dallas Dallas area final, you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, so that you know, yeah, I think that was it's a pretty much a great way to put it. I think just unfortunate for Georgetown, there would have been pretty awesome to see the the hometown squad playing in the state final, right? But uh, so that does it for the five uh, eight girls. Uh, both Grapevine and Frisco advance and will face one another. That match is scheduled for actually for Saturday, April 15th. That will be the first match on championship Saturday at 11 a.m. Again, that'll be Grapevine 24-3-2 versus Frisco 22-2-2 on the season. So look forward to that one. All right, so we covered the – in between those was the 4A girls final, which we already covered – so then we move over. We start moving over to the uh, to the evening games, right? The uh, the boys came out five A boys, and we kick off with the first one with uh, El Paso Beller Highlanders came in at twenty seven zero and one on the year versus Mission Sherilyn. I know you had uh, you had picked this one to be your potential uh, match of the day. Thoughts on this one, Coach? Yeah, I mean you had two, you know. I think they were kind of mirror image of each other. You know, they're, you know, both schools are on the border, but they play kind of similar styles, you know, a lot of position, um, a lot of athleticism. And, and I really thought this was going to be, and I got to, I got to see some of the highlights because I was, I had to go to an event during the, during the game, but um, I saw some of the highlights to it. And, and you can tell it was, it was a very competitive game, but you, you know, kudos to Bill. I mean, Sherilyn, through the first, like I mentioned, through the first round, she had to lead, and I'm sure that woke up uh, Bill Air. And like you mentioned, Bill Air was uh, without their leading score because of a red card the last game. And mm-hmm. but you got to give kudos to to Bill Air. You know they found a way to win. They end up scoring four straight goals, and now that puts their ticket to get another state title on Saturday. And uh, but also, you know, hats off to Sherry Long because you know they they had. If you look at who they played, look at some of yeah. the teams they played. They they had to beat some some of the some probably the not only the best teams in the valley but you know they had a, a good win against Rouse and you know like I said they also be, had a good win, a great win good, over, yeah. over, over southwest yeah. so Coach they Nance, played some quality yeah, very good so they played some quality they were battle tested and I'm gonna say the same thing with Bell Archer they were battle tested as well mm-hmm. um so so that's why I, I thought this was going to be kind of the game because it's you know 
you got two teams that are kind of yeah well, mirror images. It started like that, you know, seven mm-hmm. <laughs> seven minutes in, it was one one, you know, and you know, and Beller Beller hasn't let they hadn't allowed a goal the entire playoffs, right? Very stingy defense, and you know, a minute and five a minute and five seconds in, they they get scored, you know, that off of a penalty, right? So you know, uh, Sherilyn's goal comes off of a penalty, uh, rightfully so, and a, a rightfully awarded one. When their Beller finds themselves down, you know, one nil for the first time uh, in a long time. And that I think you're right. That woke them up because that that was the first time Belair had trailed in a long time, and that you know that lasted for all of about five, I think five and a half minutes, six minutes. Belair tie Belair gets the equalizer, <clears throat> and then from there it was the pressure, the press, their style, Belair's style of play. Um, it, it started to show. You could start. It started to separate a little bit more. And, you know, they rattle off three more. So they rattle off four unanswered and uh, and pull pull away that some some unbelievable goals. This was it was it was a high flying, very entertaining match. I mean, Steve, you know, Steve Sanchez, who was at the match again as well, was telling us about it. It's a very entertaining matchup. And in that second half, I think Beller just kind of, you know, they're just very consistent. And the interesting thing, as we mentioned, this is a Beller squad that was missing, you know, their their two of their top forwards, including their leading scorer. So they did it without them. They'll have them back for the final. Uh, so they'll be and they'll be well rested, but that's going to make for an interesting final as well. So again, that's Bel Air uh, defeats Mission Sherlin four to one to advance to the five A boys final on Saturday. And in the other matchup, semifinal number two, it was Frisco Lone Star coming in at 22, one and two. Versus Pflugerville Conley, 22-23, I'm sorry, 2-4. and four. Uh, Thoughts? This was kind of a very physical grudge match, right? Thoughts on this one, Coach? Yeah, I, I know Lone Star was a fair for this one, but this, you know, this could have been, I think, a trap game for them. You know, maybe looking forward to getting to the final because Pflugerville Conley is a quality team. They've been some good teams to, to make it to this, you know, this far, and uh, like I said, I, I did get to see pretty much the, the second half in this game, and there were some chances that they had uh, when they showed the first half highlights. And they had a quality four that can do some damage. And I saw what he was trying to do. He was work, really working on that defense, and just was very unlucky in some shots. Yeah. So, but you know, Lone Star finally found a way. We were able to break through. You know, get get a goal. That, that was a beautiful goal off that, that set piece, off that little flick on, on from the header. Yeah, that first one kind of five minutes. It was five minutes into the start of the second half because mm-hmm. it was it was zero zero at halftime. And that and that really kind of woke them up a bit, and it started it kind of just started being a little more confidence out of that. And then they got the second one um, on that on that set piece. Uh, you know, booth different place go. Kind of one of those Ronaldo shots where they when everyone jumped up and goes. I think it was like the one he did um, against Bayern Munich. It looked exactly like the shot. Right mm-hmm. below, and then like I said, the, and I think from that second goal, pretty much kind of broke the the uh, back on that one. I think it was yeah. tough for them to recover. I think they were still in it, even though I uh, goal down. I think had they equalized, you know, I think this game goes to overtime. But you know, kudos yeah. to Lone Star; they were finally put, able to put away that third goal away and put them away, and they're, they're just punched their ticket and go to, going to the final. 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, a little note here from Steve as well, talking about Lone Star's mm-hmm. Lone Star's backline being very organized, disciplined, and physical. So this was a just a very, very physical matchup uh, for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that uh, I know the the I thought in this one, oftentimes, oftentimes you see it go the bad direction. I actually thought this official did, given because this game had like one speed the mm-hmm. entire game right and it was very physical and i thought the official i thought the center you know the center official did a good job of managing it because i think a, a lot more cards could have come out um so yeah so a note here from uh, every man dan first first goalkeeper should have come out of the ball earlier or stayed at home on his line yeah caught uh, caught it yeah so no man's land as we as we refer to it so yeah so frisk or frisco i'm sorry uh, yeah, Frisco Lone Star advances, defeats Pflugerville Connolly. And again, Pflugerville, you know, Connolly was there, the de facto, you know, uh, home home match for them because they're right down the road. But unfortunately, it doesn't uh, doesn't come to fruition for either them or Georgetown, <coughs> excuse me, as Frisco Lone Star defeats uh, Connolly 3-0 and will advance to Saturday's uh, 5A final where they will also face, they will, they will face Bel Air in that match scheduled for approximately 1.30 p.m. on Championship Saturday, immediately after the 5-8 girls match. Uh, so, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, that's, you know, that re- pretty much wraps up 4A and 5A, what we saw tomorrow. Um, you know, tomorrow the big uh, the big dogs come out. 6A, uh, 6A comes out. We start seeing, you know, the last of the semifinals begin tomorrow. We're looking forward to that. But uh, before we get to that, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a quick word from our friends at College Promoters USA. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. As the lead sponsor and proud supporter of the 5050 podcast, alongside Coach Hector Cano, College Promoters is proud to be elevating its support for the college soccer recruiting process more than any other service in the country. If your son or daughter is serious about competing in college soccer, call College Promoters USA directly at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student-athlete. And we're back. And we're, excuse me, and we're back with uh, episode 11, Inside Texas High School Soccer. Volume was a little low there. Uh, 1030 at night. Here we are. We're discussing the best best thing to discuss, Texas high school soccer. Coach, nobody's asleep. Yeah, it's a school night, but no one's <laughs> sleeping anyway. So we'll stay up. So we're uh, more than halfway through the show here. So now we got to talk about the big dogs who come out tomorrow. 6A semifinals begin tomorrow, and then we'll wrap up. Yes, we haven't forgotten about the 4A boys final. We will wrap up with them. So tomorrow we uh, we kick off same time, 9.30 a.m., five matches, starting with our 6A girls uh, pair of semifinals back-to-back. 4A boys finals in between, kind of sandwiched in between the uh, 6A semifinals. And then we'll wrap up with the evening games with uh, the 6A boys, uh, both 5 at 7 and 7.30. So, <clears throat> so let's go ahead and take a look. 
First match of the day, 9.30 a.m., 6A girls semifinal, number one, Wiley East. You're, you're Wiley East, right, versus – comes in at 28-0 versus Ridgepoint, also coming in undefeated at 23-0-5. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say that I think this is going to be our match of the day tomorrow. Uh, I have that – I have that – I'm getting those vibes from this one. Thoughts on this one tomorrow? This is going to be a great matchup. Um, what can you say about Wiley East? They've been very consistent this year. I've had him in the in the top three as far as my power rankings. Uh, I think this this could be their this is I think their opportunity to to take it all. And but they have a tough test. They have a team in Ridgepoint that made it last year, and I'm sure Ridgepoint, you know, that heartbreak they had against Rockwall because last year Ridgepoint was the favorite to pretty much to, to right. win it all. Uh, but Rockwell had other plans, and I think I'm sure that's back on the mind of Ridgepoint what they can do. You know, what needs to be taken undone, taken care of tomorrow. So I'm sure they're gonna have to be prepared and and go all out because that's what they need to do. And but we'll see what Wiley East does. You know, this is their first time. You know, sometimes your first time, it's it's you know you don't have that background of being there at the dance and. It may take a little bit to get adjustments, but like I said, if Ridgepoint can take advantage of it, like I said, they they could easily win this game. It can go either way, and and but I think I think um, I think Wally East I think just has just a little bit more on this one, and I I, I think Wally East is gonna it's gonna be a tight game. I could see this one going to overtime, yeah. and but I think I think Wally East is gonna pull this one off. You don't think Ridgepoint comes in with that uh, another? chip on their shoulder after the last two years ready to go i think versus wiley east who's more than talented enough very well coached um but does the I know, georgetown can sometimes do the brickleback can sometimes do that right where the moment just kind of becomes a little too big stretch some it stretches certain teams a little too thin um that is i guess that's what we're going to try to find out right and if you know if <clears throat> Excuse me, Wiley East can get out to a lead, some sort of lead relatively early, right? Then maybe that becomes a different matchup, right? But I think we're in for a uh, potentially a high scoring, high flying, uh, some dramatic, a dramatic finish in this one. So, so, so that'll be uh, 6A girls semifinal number one at 9 30 a.m. That's the only one that we know for sure will start at its uh, assigned time, right? Sometime. Uh, match number two, uh, match number two on the day will be. 6A girls semifinal number two, approximately 12 p.m. Louisville Marcus versus at 24 1 and 1 versus the surprise team, right? The surprise team for, for many, not to them, right? But I think a lot of people wouldn't have necessarily said this uh, maybe a month ago, even though we know they have a very talented squad. They finally appear to be their healthiest they've been in a while and have have uh, almost just about everybody is Round Rock Westwood Warriors. Uh, 13, four and eight on the season thoughts on this one. Uh, it's going to be a, uh, this is like David, David versus Goliath right here. Cause, um, what, what can you say about Farmer Marcus? I mean, they have the history of, of being here. Uh, they've been one of the best team programs in the state consistently. I know they took down South Lake Carroll last year, uh, last week, but, that's another story we got to talk about because there are some players missing, but but they're here. And, and and like I said, they took advantage of it. And, you know, one thing about 
Marcus they can't do is, is take Westwood lightly. And you know, no. No. they they have to they still have to play this game because if you get caught flat flat footed and so forth, looking ahead, you know, or even even the kind of like the you know the hangover from last week's win, you know, you're can you, you can get someone can come up for you and bite you in the butt and, and Westwood can do that. And like I said, we got we got to see Westwood firsthand yet last week and they have a great squad and great players. Mm-hmm. They touch the ball well, very disciplined. Um, but they do have a tall task. Like I said, you know, Marcus is that that one. Like I said, one of the premier programs, and it, it'll be a great game. Uh, I'm favoring Marcus on this one, but like I said, Westwood's not going to back down from, uh, from a fight, and they're, and they're going to give everything got tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. So our third match of the day, which we're actually going to highlight last, which we just mentioned, will be our four A boys final. That one is slated for approximately two thirty p.m. We'll come back to that one. Uh, fourth match of the day, game number four of the day, approximately 5 p.m., 6A boys semifinal between the team, my uh, team that I predicted to uh, to win it all back in uh, back in January. KD7 Lakes comes in at 26-1-1 on the season, lost their first match of the year and haven't lost since, right, versus uh, this, the other, I guess you could say just the, I don't know, the, the dark horse. I don't know if we call them Cinderella, the dark horse, the surprise uh, to many people in Garland, Saxy, they come in at twenty-one and six. Thoughts on this one? The, this is gonna be a really good matchup here. Um, Saski's been been scary the last last few weeks. They've they've beaten some yeah. quality teams, and yeah. and I'm sure Saving Lakes has, has taken notice of that. Um, and if you look, kind of look at some of the what Saski's uh, done, you know, they've knocked off a really good Mansfield team, Duncanville, uh, the Woodlands. So they've beaten some quality ranked teams in statewide teams and seven lakes cannot take them lightly. They're going to have to really play their style, you know, dictate the pace and get on them early. Like I mentioned, every man, dad mentioned, they've only given up a goal in the playoffs. So they have a very stingy defense. So Seven Lakes really has to get it going, put the pressure on them, and, and score early, and keep on scoring to to, to uh, get the get the win tomorrow. So, but it's gonna. I think this might be, this could be the maybe the your game of the match here on on this one. Don't be surprised. This will be the game match of the match. Of the day. Match of the day. Match of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, yeah. I think. Um, the way I've, I viewed this, you know, Coach Kruger, Jimmy Kruger's, you know, Seven Lake Spartans this year is just on a mission, maybe some somewhere along the lines of where we kind of saw maybe Lake Travis last year, right? Just on his, on this mission after the uh, the unfortunate, unfavorable result they had in uh, at State last year. And they just uh, extremely talented. But yeah, Saxe's just, I don't know, they, you can make the argument that they might be the the most dangerous, uh, most dangerous team mm-hmm. in the four for the boys. Um, but yeah, so that will be again, that's uh six, a boys semifinal number one tomorrow slated for approximately 5. PM <coughs> Katie seven lakes and Garland sexy. And then our nightcap final one of the uh, final one of the day game five, which will be at approximately seven 30 PM six, a boys semifinal number two, the uh, Allen Eagles, Come in at twenty-two and five versus the drip, the first year six A Dripping Springs Tigers. Come in at 14, 11, and two. Don't let that record fool you. For this, I think is going to be. This is one where I mean, I think this is going to be. Hold on, 
you know, hold on to your seats, hold on to your hats. This one, because Dripping Springs, you know, 14, 11 and two and the way they started, what their record was at a, at an early stage in the season. And the fact that they're here, right, that they won their region and here they are, it just speaks volumes in terms of their coaching, their program, their, their players, their talent level, their character, their community. And then Allen, <clears throat> Allen, I just kind of view, yes, they only have two, two losses on the year, but I view Allen, you know, I've joked about it, right? I view them like Jason from Friday the 13th. They just, they just, they, they won't they, die. They won't die. They're never out, right? They're, they've, and they've, some of that luck that we talk about that it takes to get to, to get to the final, you know, to get to state, to get to a final and to win a final, um, you know, and that's the old saying, right? Is we say it in, in, Span in Spanish, right? Is that, you know, you don't, you don't play the, the, you don't play the finals, you win them, right? You, you win them, you don't play them. So, um, so that's the big part here. So these are two inter these are going to be two interesting matchups for different reasons. Uh, but thoughts on this one between Allen Dr and Dripping Springs. I think, I think this one might be like a high flying game. You know, it's going to be back and forth. Um, if you look at Dripping Springs, you know, they started, I think, with two, eight and two, and then they end up winning, going 12 and three the rest of the way. They got they got hot at the right time, you know, and and I, I know granted there were some teams that were favored in region four that you know, got knocked off. So it really kind of helped them a little bit there. But the thing they they remain consistent. And look, mm -hmm. and like I said, they got they got two big wins last week in the regionals. And here they are. But they, they got a they got a tough one here. Allen, they're the cardiac kids, you know. I'm telling you, know, you man. I'm telling you. <laughs> they something so, I don't know, something's I wonder what's in that water over there in Allen, because it's yeah. it's it's winning them games and you know, and they've kind of flown a little bit on the radar because there was other teams that are kind of getting more of the attention. But I think now for them, they've really kind of hit their stride. So you got two teams kind of like at their peak. One's gonna have to Something's gonna have to give here. Mm -hmm. I, I'm gonna, I'm still gonna give the edge to Allen. Allen, you know, they, they're just, just something about them that, that, you know, maybe this is their finally their year to get to, you know, get to the final. Uh, yeah. But don't count out, but don't count out Drippy Springs because they made the final last year, but for five A, so they have the experience, so they know how to get out in certain situations. I don't know mm -hmm. they were disappointed last year, you know, falling short against, you know, against Wakeland. You know, because this be their redemption here, you know, to, you know, fin you know, finish like a quote unquote finish the fight, you know, win two and and pick up that trophy the way they couldn't do last year. I was waiting for the finish the fight uh, quote, so there it is, there it is. So yeah, I mean, every man dance. So if Dripping Springs, he calls them the the true Cinderella. If Dripping Springs is Cinderella, then Saxy is the uh, is the dark horse, right? Uh, so yeah, but. Uh, I wouldn't be would I be would I be stunned if somehow <laughs> we're looking at a sexy dripping springs final? No, mm. no, absolutely not. Uh, that said, they got tall. They, it's a tall order versus uh, Katie Seven Lakes and Allen for sure. So again, that Allen dripping springs matchup that'll be the nightcap tomorrow. Estimated again uh, set for approximately seven thirty p.m. Again, all these matches are fluid because we don't know any matches that go into into uh, overtime which obviously automatically means double overtime and potentially penalties right plus plus pre-game warm-ups so you know how that goes so that is that is game five but of course that was uh that leaves one match that we haven't discussed yet and that is going to be our <coughs> excuse me our 4a boys 
final. But before I do that, let me tell you real quick about our good friends at Global Scarves. Uh, in case you didn't know, we partnered with Global Scarves about maybe about six weeks ago or so. And um, they've they've done, a, you know, our representative there, Kyle Wall, and they're the good, the great crew there at Global Scarves. They, they did up a fabulous, fabulous scarf for us. And <clears throat> as we mentioned a couple of episodes before, you cannot purchase these, right? These are going to be kind of gifted by us periodically over the course of the next couple of months. So, uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for that. We'll be having different opportunities where you can, where you can potentially win those, but global scarves is the top provider of custom knitted scarves, beanies, and other fan merchandise in the United States. All merch is fully custom with free design services and free shipping on all orders. Contact them at info at globalscarves.com to get any free designs or quotes built up for your school, for your school or club. <coughs> Excuse me. Again, that is info at globalscarves.com to get any free designs and quotes built uh, built out for your school or club or pro you know program whatever you want to have let's say you want to have some individual ones done they'll do that too and just for being a a 50 50 podcast listener supporter they're going to take care of you so just mention to them that, that hey just mention to them the podcast the 50 50 podcast or use the code hashtag 50 50 pod and they'll take care of you so again that's global scarves all right, our 4A boys final. So we will crown a second state champion uh, of the week. That'll take place tomorrow. And I don't know how many people truly had this matchup, right? Uh, maybe last week. Uh, but, you know, here it is. We have pa uh, Palestine and Hidalgo. You know, you have Pal <clears throat> Palestine comes in at 31-1 and one on the year. Hidalgo comes in 27-7-3 and three on the year. Um, thoughts on this. This one is slated for approximately 2.30 p.m. tomorrow. Again, that is that will be after the second uh, 6A girls semifinal and before the first boys 6A semifinal. Palestine and Hidalgo, what do you, what are your thoughts, Coach? Well, Palestine, like I said, they're, they're the favorite. But I have a ear feeling about this game. And if you look back on history, especially with Palestine, they have trouble beating teams from the border. They had trouble with San Eli. They had trouble with Progreso. And they and if you look at this Hidalgo team, it's been a three-year process for them. Like I said, they got blown out. You know, most of these when they're refreshing, they got blown out by Bernie when Bernie had the run. Last year they came short again. This year they finally kind of pieced it together. It would have went on penalty kicks. And they had a good win over San Eli yesterday. Um which you know maybe some people said maybe that was the final, um, right? But but Palestine, you know, historically, like I've seen in the past, they've had trouble with teams like I said from from those areas. Palestine has to set the tone, and they have you know, like so and score early because if they fall, I've noticed every time they fall behind with some of these teams, they haven't been able to recover. So it's it, I think the, really the pre, I think the the pressure's on them to complete this. Idalua. Like I said, no one ex really expected them. And I think a lot of them, people didn't expect them to beat Sanelli either. Mm -hmm. And so going in, they're they're going to go all out. Like I said, we have they have nothing there. Like I'm, just, I'm sure Coach Morales is going to mention, hey, we have nothing to lose. You know, the pressure's on them. Let's let's just play our game and, you know, either we we win it or we, we don't. You know, it's, it's it's like I said, we got here, you know, we got here and let's see what happens. So like, it's going to be a good game. 
like I said, it's depending who who's willing to impose their style of play. That's going to be the key there. Who wins this game tomorrow? Okay, good. So, all right. So we're going to go back. We're going to hold your feet to the fire here. Let's get. We're going to get predictions and scores here. What uh, what are your thoughts? So we'll go back. We're going to go through the whole slate here. So Wiley East, Fort Bend, Ridge Point. You know, if you look at this game, it's kind of like last year. Wally East is near Rockwall. <laughs> so it's another. I, I'm going to give the edge to Wally East. It, it'll be a close game. I, th I think this might go to overtime, but I think Wally East finds a way to win on this one. All right. You got a score? Uh, I'll give it 2 1. 2 1. All right. Marcus and Westwood. Uh, I see Marcus winning 1 3 0. Ooh. Okay. All right. I'll just, I just know this. If that one is somehow zero, zero through the yeah. uh, early in the second half, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. All right. Uh, Katie seven lakes and uh sexy Garland sexy. Ooh, this sexy is like the boogeyman. <laughs> That's what I just, I described them the boogeyman of the tournament. Um, Cause you just don't know. Seven lakes is in for, for a fight on this one. Yeah. And, and and I'm sure they'll be. I'm sure they're they're aware of that. Um, I think this one they get they they, they get a two one win on this one. This will, this one's going to be close, but I think Seven Lakes finds a way to to win. So okay, so you heard that here first. Rafa has Katie Seven Lakes uh, advancing over the Kukui two to one, uh, as he puts it. Right. So I don't know. This this one's going to be interesting. Yeah. But yeah. you know, like I said, but if Garland put, like I said, if they start out strong and they get an early lead, don't be surprised. Mm -hmm. Like I said, this could go either way, but you do got to give the edge a little bit of seven legs. But like I said, just keeping around on the Sasky team, they they know how to grind things out. And like I said, maybe, maybe like I said, spread that little fear. that mm -hmm. uh, They spread doubt on you. That's the thing. If that doesn't get that to the head of seven legs, seven legs will win. But they start doubting themselves. Sask yeah. is going to win that game. And then um, Allen and Dripping Springs. So this is, again, a, an Allen squad that is just, I mean, they're never out, right? They're like the uh, man, it pay, as much as it pains me to say it, they're like the Manchester United of old, right? They're just <laughs> they always, they figure it out late. And then, and, and then Dripping Springs, you know, fabulous community, fabulous team, well coached, but uh, high expectations for sure. Their first year in 6A, but yet they're, this is you can say that they've like over almost overachieved Overachieve. year mm -hmm. one and house money, if you will. Uh, thoughts, uh, score, score line on this one. Well, like even last year's team, Dripping Street team, I think they were they were probably one of the best teams in the state not to win, you know. Mm -hmm. And for them to come this far, uh, you know, kudos to their, you know, to, to their program. And it, you know, it's it's something to be proud of, but I think I think it's going to ring midnight for Cinderella tomorrow, and I think Allen's going to end up winning this one. Uh, I, I can see it maybe a three to two game on this one. So Jason lives advances to the final, huh, Allen? All right, and then and then our we'll wrap up with our four A four A boys final, Palestine and Hidalgo. What's scoreline and prediction? My mind says something else. <laughs> I, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel upset. I have a feeling there's going to be an upset. Yeah. You know, just by 
you know, you know, like history, history. What you know, what Palestine's have, you know, what I've seen them play with these. This could be a penalties. This could be a penalties match. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This could be. This could be the one. The first penalty kicks of the of the. We haven't had penalty kicks. That's it was just a shock there. Right. Uh, so this could be the first one. And you saw what they did last week. They have a quality goalkeeper there. The one thing with Palace, and they also had, like I said, the majority of their team are freshmen. And Hidalgo's team, there are a lot of juniors. So they are a little bit more experienced than Palestine there as far as, you know, they've been together a little bit longer than the Palestine team. Even though Palestine do have some upperclassmen that have had, had some success. But is this going to be too much for them? The pressure is going to be too much for them because they survived a game against Liberton, which I'm sure, like I said, they should have, I think, beaten Lumberton by a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I smell upset on this one. I'm going to go Hidalgo, Hidalgo 2-1. to one. Wow. All right. So no penalties, huh? In regulation? Maybe, oh, if it goes, overtime? What is that? What do you got? I think maybe overtime, but if they go to penalties, I think Hidalgo wins in PKs. All right. Okay. Good. Interesting. I think we're good. I think we're in for some drama tomorrow. That's what I think across mm-hmm. multiple matches. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be a dramatic, uh, a dramatic shift tomorrow. So we'll see. So that's going to do it. But before we wrap up uh, that last, uh, last segment brought to you by our good friends at Gipper. So Gipper is a way that schools, athletic departments, ADs, and coaches create world-class marketing content. Join over 2,500 coaches, ADs, and clubs and use Gipper to create high quality visual branded graphics for your program. The best part, anyone can do it in seconds on any device without needing any design experience whatsoever. And if you do have that design experience, you're what's called the power user, as as they like to refer to it. They are designed for that power user in mind as well. So, And they're going to reward you just for being a a 50-50 podcast supporter, a listener of the 50-50 podcast. You can receive 10% off any first-time Gipper purchase on their their annual packages. Simply visit, all you have to do is visit gipper.com slash partner slash 5050 to learn more. Again, that's gipper.com slash partner slash 5050 to learn more. All right, that's going to do it, Coach. Stoppage time. Any final thoughts? Anything you want to share? What's on your mind? Whether it can be about today, it can be, you know, uh, Real Madrid glory. What's on your mind? Uh, just so the teams for tomorrow just don't choke like Man Man, man United today. <laughs> Take care of a lead, um, but uh, just kudos to like I said uh, to Le- to Lexi tweet. I mean, that's probably probably be one of the best performances and maybe in Texas high school. I know this is the 40th anniversary of the of the state playoffs yeah. for okay. for high school soccer here in Texas. That's probably probably one of the best, or maybe even the best performance in a, in in a, in a final uh, mm-hmm. or any any game as you know at, on the final game on the state tournament. So kudos to her. Congratulations against the Salina for you know for back to back state titles. Uh, but also the team, like the teams that made it to you know the, they got eliminated today. Like I said, long great seasons for them. You know all the hard work paid off. To it, it it's tough to get to Georgetown. It, it's not an easy. None of the games are easy. It's a, it's a long track, you know, only, you know, so out of all the teams, you know, to, to get to the final fours says right. a lot about your program. So that's, that should, you know, don't have your heads down. That's something to be proud of. You know, look back, you know, when you look back, you know, after graduation, like say, Hey, at least you're one of the few to, to be, to get there, you know, and, you know, 
so so congratulations to everyone who did you know guess who's made it this far yeah yeah no doubt yeah it's a great point and a little bit my final thought a little bit i want to kind of expand on what you were talking about there with uh with lexi you know lexi tweed and the uh, 40-year anniversary of, of high school soccer here in texas and uh, if you haven't read it if you haven't seen it yet <coughs> we uh, tweeted yesterday uh it was uh, 40 years later it was an, an article written by Terrence Thomas out of here, out of San Antonio, used to a uh, former sports uh, sports writer for the San Antonio Express News. Uh, now he's an independent, wrote a great article, had, had, had obviously had a little bit more of a San Antonio focus to it, but it talked a lot about in terms of UIL and Texas high school soccer and how and, you know, its origins in 1983 and how far it's come in 40 years, how far it still has to go. But I think, you know. That's part of the reason why we're here. That's part of the genesis of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, right? And then, which has been around for how long now? Is that like six years? Five years. Five, five years. years? Think about five years. Five years. And then, um, and then us, you know, little old 50-50 podcast. We just kind of threw our head in the ring and uh, December launched in the, in the right smack dab in the heart of the, <laughs> of the pandemic, December 2020. And so this December will... We'll hit three years and you know it's it's been a joy uh we do it again we always say that we do it for you all because of you all the listeners the supporters the community the texas high school soccer community so whether you're the student athlete the coach the parent an administrator what have you that that is us right that is us and you're the reason why we do it um so yeah to to be able to share that with you all to be on this stage and then of course the the soccer gods have helped us out with great, uh, great weather over the last couple of, you know, the last first two days. Hopefully, knock on wood, that that remains the case for the next two days. It looks like it will, from from my understanding. But yeah, I think uh, again, go check out Terrence Thomas's uh, article if you can. We did tweet that out yesterday. Uh, it's a great read, great read as well. So um, congratulations again to. Coach Adams and his Salina Lady Bobcats, we've crowned our first state champion. We will crown a second tomorrow. And then uh, to all our, all our again, all our programs that came up uh, came up short today that were on the, uh, the short end of the stick, still, congratulations. I mean, to be playing on essentially what is the second to last uh, day, uh, second to last day of your season, right, says a lot, right? So take pride in that. And uh Thank you. Thank you to all our student athletes. Thank you to all our coaches, our administrators. Thank you to all of you for just giving us that great product and to Georgetown for hosting, right? And Berglebach Field and that staff. Thank you for hosting and just for continuing to give us a great product. So we're grateful for that. So that's going to do it. Uh, we, again, a reminder, we, we will be back with you tomorrow. Uh, immediately well no, i shouldn't say immediately probably we're trying to aim for approximately 30 minutes after the final match um so we will uh, we'll send reminders on that uh, but join us tomorrow where we will do we'll do our 4a boys uh championship wrap-up we'll look at uh, we'll look at our, our 6a 6a uh, wrap-up and then we'll look at 5a and we'll look at championship saturday uh with uh, all our 5a and 6a title games that are uh, slated for for saturday so um, any that's going to do it. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything else you want to share, Doc? Like I said, uh, good luck to everyone tomorrow who's playing. Uh, just give it all you got, and you know, just leave it on the field. And and also, like I said, uh, we're looking forward to tomorrow night. See who see the results, and I'm sure that we're going to have some some great games. Like I said, we're going to have some great games tomorrow. Right. 
Awesome. So uh, for Rafa, I am Coach Hector Cano, and uh, you know what to do. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.